Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The three of us have another episode to do before the regular season where we're going to break down the Atlantic Division, uh, Eastern Conference, and maybe just some league-wide um, predictions. So I think for this episode, we're just going to kind of keep it to what has been in the preseason and anything lingering from this Rangers game. And Scott, I know you wanted to maybe discuss um, some some final thoughts on maybe uh, uh, Boquist and see if he may have wiggled his way into a 13th forward spot or anybody who may have made an impression that otherwise going into tonight, they may have been on the outs. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned Ian Mitchell as a player who had, I thought kind of had a tough game to close out an otherwise strong preseason. Um, you know, so interesting to see if he had already done enough and, and, you know, banked enough good performances. Jacob Zaboral only played two games. He did not play Thursday, which I kind of thought he might. I thought they might try to get him into a third game. So interested to see what happens there. Might not matter at all if Mason Mori makes the team and then neither one of them makes it. Um, yeah, Jesper Boquist uh, was on a line with Pavel Zakin, David Pasternak. Had a couple shots, but otherwise I thought it was pretty quiet once again. And Jim Montgomery on Thursday morning said, reiterated that he thinks Bocas has been practicing well, which is something he has said all camp, but admitted it hasn't translated to games and they wanted to see it translate to a game. And it's, if it's not really translating when you get a chance to skate with Zaka and Pasternak, like I just, I wonder if he's done enough. I, I, you know, we went over it on our last podcast. I already had him out. I don't think he did anything tonight to get back in. Like, I think, I think Danton Heinen had a better preseason. I think Jacob Lauko had a better preseason. I, 
you know, they, they signed Bocas as a free agent. So obviously they had some hopes for him, but I, I don't know that I've seen enough this preseason for him to make it. Um, AJ Greer ends up getting an empty net goal. Other than that, I thought had a quiet game. Don't know that he really did anything to break in. And Patrick Brown, you know, I mean, I'll say I thought that entire fourth line struggled tonight. It was Greer, Beecher, Brown. I just didn't really think they did much of anything. Um, You know, I felt like Brown was the one who still had to try to do something to win a spot back from Beecher. I, you know, I think we had all get, we were all giving Beecher the edge anyways. And I didn't see anything to change that. In fact, to reiterate, like our point from last podcast, Lucic, Beecher, Lauko looked like a good fourth line in Tuesday's game. So nothing I saw tonight would convince me that there's another fourth line option that's better. Yeah. It's kind of weird when you have two guys on the same line competing for the same spot, like, how does that make you compete? Like, how do you approach a preseason game when the guy on your right wing is the guy you're trying to beat out for uh, fourth line center? Like, how send do you... him suicide passes? Yeah, like who? Yeah, you just send him <laughs> up to get like nailed. Like, I don't know what you like. Is there so, like, do you just play to try to make yourself look good and hope he messes up, or do you set him up for failure? Like, I, it's such a weird dynamic in preseason. Um, but the main point is that. The last preseason game, the fourth line was way more effective with Lucci, Beecher, and Lauko. This fourth line that they rolled out tonight, it didn't feel like what they want for a fourth line, and it also did not perform as what they would want for a fourth line. It's not what we would have put together. I don't think it's what the coaches would put together on opening night, but they wanted to get one last look at a couple people, so they kind of patchworked together certain lines, and I think that's why Boquist ended up where he was because they're like, we need to give him one last look, even like we might not be a hundred percent sure. Um, Brown, we're going to give another look, but I think they know what they got out of Greer. I think they're really leaning towards Beecher making it um, at this point. I think he's earned it. It just becomes whether or not they're willing to waive guys that are not on two way contracts um, and see what happens. But of all of all of preseason, I think you guys would agree the most effective fourth line was Lucci, Beecher, Lauko as a combination. Yeah, agree. Mm-hmm. I don't Absolutely. know if we're just like overreacting to seeing like only a, such a small sample size. No, I mean that that's what you get in preseason, though. Like, just friend. Yeah, you're not going to get five games with the same line mates. So it's also it's also a combination of it's not just that those were the better performers. I think on paper they're the better players anyway. So it's it's also like they just have all things going for them, like Beecher. Yeah, I and think they is. work they work better together, and they like yeah. okay, Beecher and Lauko have speed, which Lucci needs mm-hmm. to like help with the forecheck. And there's they kind of played off of each other the right way, and I see that as a good fourth line. I think that that's their best option, but. They're stuck in a tough situation and they said, oh, it's good to have like competition and to make it hard on you. But at the end of the day, you're making a decision based on guys who've worked their asses off in preseason. And we all know who's worked harder than others. And then you have to try to explain to someone, say like Beecher, if you send him down, like you have to now you have to explain to him, oh, you outplayed this person, but we sent you back down to Providence, which I, it, it happens in the NHL. But 
it's hard to to tell someone in the beginning of camp jobs up for grabs and then say, ah, just kidding. You know, like you, you can go back yeah. to Providence. You know, and I think the Bruins have had their fair share of humble pie um, throughout their 99 years heading into this one, uh, 2019 stands but also um, last year. And I think that the Bruins are just like, you know what? <laughs> we we're just like, like whoever, you know, guys that earn it, they're going to get their opportunities. Like there's no more, it, it is what it is. Last year was a different situation. It was a very established team. This year, I think they're trying to they're trying to get rid of a little bit of a stink in that locker room, and I think some new blood and new faces. By the way, players that have earned it uh, through camp so far are going to get their opportunities, and and these are players that the Bruins drafted. Like they drafted Johnny Beecher, they drafted Matt Patra, they you know they drafted Loco. Like these are guys that they want. You don't draft players with the intention of them not having an impact in your organization. It looks good on the on the Bruins if these players can become something and they've earned it. So it's like why why not reward Johnny Beecher because you want to stick Patrick Brown who hasn't done anything in camp. It makes no sense. So I think we're all on the same page. And um, as I said, we have another podcast to discuss some, some lingering um, storylines and, and we'll discuss the final roster heading into the regular season. So Bridget and Scott, yeah. did either of you have a final uh, talking point yeah. from Rangers game? Uh, just a quick note. So we're, we're recording this right after uh, Thursday's game went final. Uh while just a few minutes ago while we were recording Kevin Paul DuPont uh who's in New York said post game when I asked Montgomery if Potra made it impossible for the Bruins to, to deny him a spot on the roster Montgomery said yeah I mean it certainly looks that way he's earned the right to stick around for a while that's for sure so he's yeah. he's in at least at least for opening night which we we all expected like he's clearly earned it but there you go, straight from Montgomery. Yeah, and they kind of been more cryptic about it throughout preseason. And then today it felt like they were willing to put it out there nationally on the TNT broadcast. And then obviously the beat reporters that were able to travel, um, Kevin Paul DuPont, the one getting that quote, like they were, I think they feel really confident with him, at least as their decision. Their, their tough decisions come with Heinen and Boquist um, and Greer. Like, those are their tough decisions. Yeah. yeah. And, and to your point, you named Potra as one of them because he, he, he was so obvious. So, um, closing thoughts from either of you? No, it's, you know, we should get – could be multiple rounds of cuts, but they've said they want to get down basically to their, to their opening night group by some point this weekend. So uh, – Definitely should be coming in, in the next few days, you know, see them get down into that 22, 23 player range. As of Thursday, they had 29 players. So six, six or seven cuts coming. Yeah, I think all I'll say is me and Scott are both preparing different articles to write between now and the, uh, the start of the regular season because there's kind of a big gap in between Thursday night, and then they, they don't play again until Wednesday to open the season. So there's a lot of time there. So we're both working on uh, different things we're going to post. And also we are trying to either get Patra or Lucci for a one-on-one -on -one interview um, between now and the start of preseason. So we're we're putting in for that. Hopefully should have a podcast where somebody is available to us um, for a player interview. Yeah, and Monday's media day, so mm -hmm. they'll be, you know, along with all the players in Montgomery, 
Cam Neely, Don Sweeney, and Charlie Jacobs all holding press conferences. So I'm sure there'll be some some stuff to react to that we'll discuss next week as well. Yeah, so even though there's not another game, there's still a lot going on. All right, well, everybody buckle up, put on your black and gold seatbelts because we got quite the ride to go through this year. So um, as always, thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you very soon.